Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Be Back podcast. Um, we made it to episode 10, guys, double digits. Um, so thanks, as always, listening. Um, this week, I am drinking on a cherry vodka and Diet Coke, or as some of you might know it as a Sachin Diet. It is delicious. Um, so last week, I kind of said we might have some pretty big news for the podcast. Um, it is official. Uh, we are on the What You Expect website. It is a content website with multiple podcasts, uh, articles, etc. Um, if you listen to episode one of the podcast that I did, I kind of mentioned it. My buddy Dwa, who I met at Temple, he created this website. Um, I think he explained it to me once as his own personal, um, kind of like The Ringer, where they do pop culture, sports, etc., all the above. Um, so been kind of in contact with him and we are officially on their website they have plenty of other podcasts so feel free to check all of that out and all their other content um, but thank you Dwa he's been really supportive of this the whole time and uh, helping me out because he's been doing this for about a year now uh, doing podcasts and stuff so feel free to go check all that out uh, going to sports uh, kind of got a big bombshell from the Philly uh, government uh, this week. Uh, no large events in general. Um, so no Eagles home games. Basically no Temple home games for football or basketball, it sounds like. Uh, at least until February at the earliest. No Sixers games, which I have season tickets to. Um, <laughs> some of you know this. My brother actually got married this last weekend. Like, his wedding wouldn't even happen now. Uh, so he kind of lucked out a lot. And now he's in Miami getting sunburn. Um, good for him, but we'll see, maybe the rules change if we kind of chill the F out with the Corona stuff and maybe by, I don't know, October, November, they're like, Hey, we can have large events again, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Unfortunately, this is the world we live in. Um, so let's get to actual, actual sports. (laughs) Um, basketball actually had an interesting, um, announcement this week kind of came out of nowhere um usually some of these recruiting stuff um you see somebody has some inside uh information but this just kind of it was like midnight on twitter and i'm seeing a tweet from this guy his name's uh jake perper he is a florida you know aau circuit kind of guy it sounds like he tweets out that Temple has filled its last remaining scholarship for this upcoming season um, by the name of Brandon Sanders. He is a six foot ten um, center. He's from Miami. Uh, he actually played on Mo Spates AAU team. So any Sixers fans out there know who Mo Spates is. Um, I watched a highlight tape of him. Definitely can jump, dunk, block shots. Um, I don't know the entire competition he was playing against in the highlights. Uh, looks like he needs some work um, around the rim and definitely outside of the paint. Um, from what I saw the tweet that Jake Perper put out, and then it was confirmed by Sam Cohn, who works at Alscoop. Um, then Sam also tweeted it's expected that Sanders is actually going to take a prep year. So for those who have been following along, the reason Temple has the scholarship is because Nate Pierre-Louis uh, NPL, as we've sometimes call him, he actually left this year to 
go to the draft, which he's not really expected to be drafted, but he's just graduated in three years, and he, I guess he's going to go overseas. So they had an extra scholarship out of nowhere. And I thought they would just roll over the scholarship. It sounds like they're recruiting a couple of really good players for next year. So the speculation was just, you know, why why give it out this year? Because you can always roll over a scholarship. That's like, there's no rules against that. Um, like I said, there was no sign of we're recruiting this guy. Um, if you went to his rivals page, he actually only had like two other um, schools going after him. I think one was Illinois State. And I forgot the other one. I think it was like a uh, maybe FIU, local Florida team. Um, and then apparently Temple was in on him. But it sounds like he's going to do a year at prep school. Um, so I'm, I'm not even going to count him towards this year's um, recruiting. You know, I could recap who else we got. But it's like he, he really is just for next year at this point. Or two years, I guess, from now. Um, He's taking, in football, they call it a gray shirt year, I guess, when you go to prep school. Um, And we'll even see if he, you know, maybe they think a year from now he didn't develop the way that they thought he would. He might not even be on the team a year from now. But I guess, you know, the outside shot that he really, really um, develops and he becomes the, you know, diamond in the rough is Temple's go-to slogan is... uh, there's literally a diamond street at Temple, and that was uh, their founder's uh, slogan was finding the diamond in the rough. For those who don't know all of Temple's history, that's why actually on their football uniforms for years, they actually had diamonds. It's fun. A lot of stupid, no- useless knowledge about Temple that I have. Um, so yeah, meanwhile, the football team has actually had a really good week. Uh, so I talked to you guys, uh, I think I put one out last Friday, it was released, so about a week ago. Um, they had just gotten that night a recruit by the name of, and I'm getting, I'm going to butcher the hell out of this, uh, Jimto Abedegwu. He was an offensive lineman. Um, so he announced his commitment pretty much an hour before I started recording last week. They've gotten two more, uh, commitments since then. Um, so Rod Carey is really, I mean, the whole staff I'm sure is just, they're doing a really good job. Uh, I know I talked about this given their quarantine circumstances. Um, so they're up to 13 commitments. So the two that they got um, this past week, one was a three-star, Kayshawn Jones, um, who he is from Illinois. So Rod Carey used to be at Northern Illinois, so I guess he's keeping his ties out there that he still has with some of the high school coaches and stuff like that. Um, so that paid off in this one. Um, he is six foot five, 280 pounds, which is coincidentally the exact same height and weight of Jim Toe, who I was talking about last week. Um, and like I said about Jim Toe, it, like at that size, six foot eight, 280, if you can teach these guys really good technique, good footwork, and I do not pretend to be an offensive lineman guru, but if you can get those two at now, put a little bit more muscle on them, get them up, I'll just say 300, not that much more muscle. You don't want them to fall down uh, mid-play, but if you can get them to get some good footwork, I mean, that this recruiting class could be huge. You just got your two offensive tackles for your future. You know, two years from now, um, they could be big, big contributors, and three years from now, they can definitely be starters. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize offensive line and defensive line. I mean, in college football, it's, it's a big ro- rotating door. I mean, obviously, you have your five starters, but I know there's been games where Temple um, on offense and defensive line, they'll see, they'll see 10 guys get the field you know, on offensive line sometimes because they're not professionals. They're not guys who can go in and play 70 
five plus plays. Um, it, you know, they're still 19, 20 year old kids. Uh, so even if you just get a, a backup in there for five plays, 10 plays, rotating them in and out, get some guys some breaks. Um, so if you, you have some line depth, and I think that's been with Rod Carey, a lot of people have asked, is that something he's going to do? Uh, some people didn't think Jeff Collins did it enough. Jeff Collins, he did for the, you know, look for the running backs and wide receivers that were fast and speedsters, I think more than people wanted him to. And they were like, hey, you're going to get this running back, but you're going to have an offensive line to block for him. Whereas Rod Carey, did I love the hire at the time? It was, you kind of were shit out of luck after the Manny Diaz thing. But one of the things about Rod Carey was he's, you know, from the Midwest and he's, you know, ground and pound football and old school and this, this and this. And he's getting offensive linemen that kind of prove it. So that was pretty, pretty good uh, recruit, you know, getting a three-star last week. And then the other recruit that they got, oh, and uh, Kayshawn had a couple Mac school offers. Um, and then he had interest from Kentucky, Purdue, Michigan State. Um, so again, he looks like a good pickup. Um, the other guys that they got was, uh, they got one, a guy from Florida um, so he'll be the second commit from Florida in this class. Uh, his name is Nick Mitchell. Uh, he is also a three-star recruit. So you got two three-stars in the last, last week. Uh, he is six foot two, 215 pounds. I, I haven't seen highlights, but just based off that listing, he sounds like an athlete. I mean, six foot two, 215 at 18 years old. You can get him to come to school, redshirt a year, put muscle on him. He could be six foot two. 240 by the time he's a junior senior um again he had some mac offers um i i wonder if if corona didn't happen maybe he gets some more offers i don't i don't know he only had a couple mac offers and a couple uh d2 school offers but he was a three star so i was a little confused by that um the star ranking is kind of iffy sometimes about your ranking versus kind of what got offered to you uh, so based off of his offers, I was a little surprised that he got ranked as a three-star, but I guess they based it off the tape, not who was offering them. Um, so like I said a little bit ago, that brings this class to 13 total commitments. Um, given everything going on, I'm impressed. Especially the last month, it's definitely picked up. I think they've picked up four or five since early June at that point. I know they're at like six heading into June and people were a little nervous. Hey, what's going on? You're seeing some of these other schools already at their 15th, 16th recruit. Fast forward six weeks and now we're up to 13, um, nine of which are three stars. So I was counting that, you know, with the two that we just got, um, they are currently the 51st ranked recruiting class, which is big. I think Matt rules even highest was like 60, 61. I want to say mid sixties, early sixties, um, recruiting classes. Um, so to say you're 51st right now, if you can crack the top 50, that would be huge for Temple, especially long-term recruiting. They've come a long way, but they still kind of have this feel of have they made it kind of yet. If you can get a top 50 recruiting class, I think at Temple, and then the following season recruit off of that and be like, hey, we are the rising program. We are. We just got a top 50 recruiting class last year. We can build on that. Uh, and keep building on that. And that's kind of how you stay in the top 50s, I think, for recruiting. So Temple, if they can keep this up, and it's probably the weirdest year for recruiting in general, given coronavirus going on, it'll be curious to see how 
the rankings even stay if there isn't any high school football this upcoming season and how all the stars um, kind of apply. Um, so if there's ever a year that you really just got to go with your instincts on the game film that you're seeing at hand from their junior highlight tapes, it might be this year. And keep up the good work, though, Rod. I mean, it's it's tough right now. To give you guys a little perspective, actually, on how good the having the nine three stars that they have for this class, so nine out of 13, um, I don't know what the fraction is on that, or, or percentages, um, around 75%. I went back to 2009's class, which that's the first year that I was... So I had season tickets, I think, in 07, 08, and then... Uh, 2009 is when I graduated high school and then really, really studied a lot of this stupid, pointless stuff. (laughs) Um, that year they had 28 total commitments for, uh, 2009's recruiting class, the year that I graduated high school, which isn't that far ago. Um, 28 total commitments and only one three-star recruit. So to say they have 13 total recruits and nine are three stars now, 11 years later, they're, they're doing something right. Um, the one three-star was Dion Miller, a wide receiver who I don't recall. Um, now that was a really good class. They had Bernard Pierce's in there who did play in the league. And at one point Temple tried to make a Heisman campaign for him. Um, but he was one of the big contributors of putting the team on the map under Al Golden. Uh, Brandon McNan, Brandon McManus, who's a North Penn pride. And he actually did make the league. He's still in the Broncos as their kicker. And Chris Coyer um, was a big, big get. Uh, at the time, there was rumors it came down to, does he want to go to Ohio State or Temple? And he chose Temple. Um, so that was a good, good class. But those guys were all two-star recruits, and they only had the lone three-star recruit. So hopefully they keep up the good work. Um, I'll keep you guys posted on, obviously, any more recruiting news. It sounds like football at this point is at least once a week they're getting somebody um, and hopefully they keep that trend going. And if they keep being three stars, they can hopefully keep, keep up in the top 50 recruiting classes. Uh, so I think that's all I got for you guys, uh, this week. Uh, I'm trying to get next week should be a really good guest. Um, I was trying to get one this week and it just didn't work out. So, but with all the announcements about the stadiums, I kind of was okay not having a guest this week. Um, and also with the, uh, podcast officially being on the What You Expect uh, podcast network and their website. Uh, like I said, Dwa, thanks for all the help you've been giving me. Uh, and everybody who does listen, feel free to check out the website. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet out the links for them. Uh, give them a follow and check out the other stuff that they do, the other content they do. It's really, really cool and fun stuff. Um, other than that, I think that's all I got. I'll finish my Sachin diet and call it a night, guys. Thanks for listening as always. See ya.